Support for Waveform comes from Visible. With Visible, you get a one-time plan with unlimited 5G data on Verizon's network for $25 a month, taxes and fees included. Sounds pretty good. So why isn't Visible for everyone? Well, Visible doesn't do stores. So you can manage your plan, chat to customer service, update your eSIM, all in their app, and they don't bundle their plans with extra stuff that costs you extra money. So if you don't want a wireless plan that focuses on the wireless part, by all means, do not switch today at Visible.com. Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month, taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees, we're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. And I'm Andrew. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about TikTok starting to outperform YouTube, um, another Google messaging app. And uh, first off, though, we're going to do a bunch of different EV news. So we we kind of didn't do any. We did a whole week without EV news last week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, like, so at this point now, we'd probably, by the time you've seen this, just dropped the thousand mile road trip video on the main channel. I guess that was a whole EV episode, yeah. but no news. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be all the conclusions and all that info. You can watch that if you want. Mm-hmm. But what's the EV news? I mean, the first one, we kind of all saw it coming. I think this was like a week ago, but Roadster and Cybertruck are both officially delayed. Officially, yeah. Um, and it's funny because every Tesla officially piece of news is typically just Elon tweeting. Like Tesla's accounts didn't share this. Like this oh, didn't really? come from Tesla. This became, this is literally Elon replying to someone on Twitter, which is okay. usually how these headphones arrive. But we'll just go with, yeah, officially I mean, confirmed. When you go to uh, order them now, is the delivery date changed? There never was a delivery date. There never was, <laughs> not even on Cybertruck? Uh, that's a good question. Because I remember I think- so many people when we first talked about the F-150 saying like, well, Cybertruck's going to be here by the end of the year. And we're like adamant, adamant about it. And I was always like, mm, we'll see. Yeah, I, uh, I actually had more hope for the Cybertruck because of the whole, uh, like, the, the truck is built like that because it's supposed to be easier to manufacture. And the right. body type is supposed to be being able to be pumped out for like fleets and stuff like that. But, but that's when you start manufacturing. So they have not true, started manufacturing. True, true, and it is getting pretty close to the end of 2021. So yeah. We kind of so saw it coming. I'm on Tesla's site right now. Cybertruck does not seem to have a delivery date year anymore. Okay. I suppose they removed it, but it's definitely not coming out this year. Yeah, sure. And I think the, the, the one thing that keeps coming up is the order of suspected releases. Cybertruck was announced after the Roadster, technically, uh-huh. unveiling. But it is definitely a priority to come out before the Roadster. Yeah, I think sure. they've talked about this. The the more likely useful vehicle for Tesla, Cybertruck with the 4680 batteries. They might even be more likely to refresh Model 3 and Model Y with 4680 batteries before they do Roadster at the end. That's dessert. That's how he always that's how Elon always phrases uh-huh. and explains it. So priority on Roadster is very low and always will be. I'm I'm personally totally fine with that. I wasn't expecting it to come out anytime soon, yeah. but this is confirmation that Cybertruck or Roadster you're talking about? About Roadster. Okay. Roadster will be at least 2023, which to me means 2024 at the best. It's <laughs> Don't just, it's not going to be on time. Uh, uh, yeah, it's such a shame. People, they've had some of these uh, like pre-order payments for a very long time. I mean, just the amount of money they could have made off of those if like investing them or something like that. Well, that's that's been their thing, is if yeah. any of these people, including myself, used the money we deposited, 
and literally just, just bought, bought Tesla, Tesla talk instead, right what that would have turned into is, uh, yeah, it's I lot. just, uh, and it's not just Tesla doing it anymore. I don't get why, like, like Ford's doing it. Rivian's doing it. That what's canoes doing these, like, this is much less. It's the hundred dollar, like refundable ones. I don't yeah. love that. That's it's not a, a thing I like at all. It's a very EV thing. We were, I don't, I, yeah. I might not have been in the car world long enough to notice this, but I don't really see that many regular gas cars taking $100 deposits four years before they're supposed to get announced, you know? Yeah, the only thing I can think of is, well, not $100 deposits, but I'm sure some of those like top end, top, top, top Maybe, sure. end, like brutal supercars are doing right. stuff like that. But you're right. Nothing like for the average consumer is doing stuff like that. Yeah, as I'm far not... as I know, maybe something, but it's not a normal thing. But yeah. anyways, we'll move on. Um, VW released a concept tease of their, it's called the ID Life. It looks kind of like a mid-size hatchback, so not quite like a crossover. Um, very, very boxy, almost like the old Scions. Now, this is a concept supposed to come out in 2025. I think the biggest thing here is we're seeing a price tag of what's supposed to be around $24,000. And that's just a price tag that I think EV needs to hit. It mm -hmm. needs to hit as fast as possible. So that's the main reason I just wanted to bring this up. Um, I agree that that's a price tag that's admirable. I just had to look up the article to see a date. They're saying 2025. Yeah. Okay, fine. So about four years. I would love I would love to see that way sooner. I mean, any car. It's not even just Volkswagen. I don't care that this is Volkswagen at all. I just want to see a uh, an under $25,000 EV that has admirable range i'm talking at least over 200 i think that's the key is these powertrains are the main cost driver of like what prices these cars i mean we've all talked about tesla interiors in the past that's yeah. not why they're expensive it's no. because of the motors and the batteries yeah, yeah for sure so what we're really talking about is when can we get a twenty-four thousand dollar good mass-produced high wattage like decent sized battery uh -huh. <laughs> in a car um I would be willing to bet Tesla will get there first, and I don't know when that will be, but it's it's nice to see others also committing to the same thing. I'm also looking at the picture of it, and yeah, the picture is kind of strange. it looks it looks kind of like something I'd see at CES, you know. It little, does look very CES. It's most the lights and the front thing. I I said they kind of looked like e paper almost, like it just looks like lights that are just kind of glowing and not really yeah. actual lights. Um, but again, it's a concept. Like no part of me thinks it will look like this picture at all yeah um i i don't know if i think tesla will be the first one to get down that far i my main reasoning behind that is they because like the cheapest one you can buy right now is 40 like fifteen thousand is a big difference in cars yes um i mean maybe i mean they're the, i think they're the most advanced out of all of them for sure that's why i'm betting on tesla yeah i just they're they're selling so many cars at these higher price points and everything are they going to now develop another one i mean we just saw cybertruck get delayed i don't even count roadsters being delayed as like anything i count towards mm -hmm. their regular manufacturing because like you said it's it's like their cream of the crop top line not major selling one yeah. um i don't know that i wouldn't doubt if we see something like which we'll talk about next toyota or honda <laughs> or one of them maybe getting there I, I just hope there's one before 2025 way I, before 2025 yeah i think i there's no doubt in my mind they're all working on it mm -hmm. i just think if uh if we're waiting for the first generation of each of them and we're also seeing tesla's like fourth generation coming out soon there's a pretty good chance the ones that have been working on it the longest and who have gotten the furthest will be the first to get to this next step uh but we'll see 
And I, it would be yeah. it would it'd be really impressive if Volkswagen leapfrogged Tesla's entire well, like, I think it would drivetrain be, tech. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these companies went after that market because that's the market that's not being hit right now. I mean, like the Model 3 is a huge milestone in EVs in general because of how much cheaper it got, but a $40,000 car is not an affordable car by any yeah. means. Like, I think they they all know that if they could make a $25,000 car right now, they would definitely do it because it would clearly sell a lot. I yeah. just think they don't have the tech okay. to be able to make them that well. So it's who's going to get the batteries, who's going to make the drivetrain efficiency, who's going to yeah. do it first. So We'll see. We'll see. Also, these interior pictures are wild. Uh, I don't think I even... Oh, I If have you them. think Tesla's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it reminds me of that like total, <laughs> total bullcrap concept car that BMW <laughs> showed us, which just like, remember we sat in and they're like, don't scoot across the back seat. Yeah. It doesn't actually have supports in the middle. It's basically cardboard. And like, yeah, this no, is funny. No part of me thinks that this is what the interior will look like. If it's a $25,000 car, like it'll be very plain on the inside. 2025 though? 2025? Maybe. It's got a yoke for those who are listening to audio Dude, only. It looks... It has a yoke, and look at the back. it appears to be using your smartphone as the main and only display. So you know how Model 3 has one display in the middle, and that's like your speedometer <laughs> and the map <laughs> and everything? It looks like you don't even get that. You just put your phone there, and maybe that's saving a lot of money, but that's a very interesting concept. It looks like if the, like BDI was made. BDI is like this modern furniture company that we buy a lot of. It looks like very mid-century modern interior uh, like doesn't look like a car also the the brake pe- the gas pedal has a play button and the brake pedal has a pause button that's hilarious <laughs> which is so dumb and I there's like some that. touch screen stuff this concept is ridiculous i mean like if i was in a video game and i play this i'd be like this is really unrealistic it um, is but you know when they say it's the future oh, wait what and it's a couple years out I- i'm just wait go to picture 18 18. I'm going 16, to just describe 17. this. The front dash like has a giant screen that pops out. This oh, is... oh, I did a demo of this. Okay, you so did? Volkswagen, yeah, Volkswagen's basically banking on the fact that autonomous vehicles will be so good by the time these come out that you can just completely ignore the outside of the car. Uh-huh. And you do have a wheel there for takeover when you're manual, but you can just cover the windshield in a blackout shade and put a movie up and watch it instead of looking out the windshield. Yeah. I had way more hopes for this until, and the further into the pictures I clicked, the more I think this is just a, I don't know. I don't like it's very seeing, wishful. I don't, yeah, I don't like seeing all the wishful parts of this. Like I'm just wishing for a cheap EV because I want to not have as many pollutants in the air and like do something that's towards going green and affordable. This is like, I don't yeah. We'll see. This, my this biggest, feels ridiculous. My I, biggest skepticism is actually in one of the specs. And when you project this far in the future, it's kind of hard to get specs right in tech because tech moves fast. Mm-hmm. But they're saying 57 kilowatt hour battery, 250 mile range. I And this is uh, apparently with the European WLTP testing cycle. I don't know how accurate th- this is going to be, but um, I'm hoping by 2025, 250 miles of range is like a base i would hope that's what i that's what i mean about this because we have the mini cooper that's like 22 right twenty two thousand, but its range is like 100 miles 100 miles so like if you're in a city that's great i want something that can do at least 200 like you said 250 should be like the absolute base for evs we're looking at but just that like 
The biggest thing of that $25,000 price tag is once you get three years into that and you have used cars, you're starting to look at under $20,000. And, and I think the used EV market's going to be huge mm -hmm. because they should potentially last much longer yeah. than gas vehicles. I just think that's a milestone we have to hit. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see who gets there. Yeah. All right. And so, then, all right. So next up, we have Toyota claiming that it's going to invest $13.6 billion into car batteries over the next decade. Um, I think this is really important. Toyota is the largest car manufacturer worldwide by volume. Um, I mean, it's Toyota. If you're driving out on the street, um, you, you're seeing a Camry and a Corolla, probably almost every other car. They're gigantic, but we haven't seen them. Like They don't have an EV yet. They have one concept car with no date as far as I know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's very strange to me, especially because they are the people who started the whole kind of like better gas mileage movement with the Prius. Yeah, the Prius is like one of the best fuel economy cars out there. Yeah. People love that thing. And Toyota hasn't made a pure EV yet, Not battery yet. EV. Real quick, do you know when the first Prius was sold? What year? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to spitball guess like 2004. Pretty close. The first one in Japan was 1997. Whoa. Then worldwide, they were first sold in 2000. So the Prius has been around for a really, really long time. It has. So that is crazy to me that Toyota has been working on this type of car. I mean, it's a hybrid, still has electric motors. It's very different, but it's still trying to make, you know, kind of a greener emission 20 years and they still don't have an EV app. That's crazy to me. My, uh, one of my professors, I've tweeted this before, but one of my professors from college once told me you should never give a presentation with a number in it without some context for that number. So and you're saying the 13.6 billion? When I hear Toyota yeah. is investing 13.6 billion in car batteries over the next decade, that sounds like a lot, but is that a lot compared to other car companies' I investments? I have a couple little, uh, all right, so to break down the numbers a little bit, and still this is all, you know, planned, said, everything. Um, $13.6 billion for battery tech over the next decade. $9 billion of that is straight into production. Um, plans to have 10 battery production lines by 2025 and then another 70 across the world after that. It says, judging by these numbers, it should produce around 200 gigawatt hours of batteries. And then if you want to compare that to something, Volkswagen's plans are to produce 240 gigawatts in Europe alone by 2030. And Ford has said they're planning to do 240 gigawatt gigawatt hours, GWH, of batteries globally by 2030 as well. Um, okay. And then, Adam, what did you just say? You said Tesla just invested $12 billion last year? $12 billion in 2020 over the next two years into electric cars and batteries. Yeah, but Tesla only makes electric cars. So that's interesting. Yeah, well, that's electric cars, too. I, the, I don't know if this is... Right, and that's not just batteries. Just car. yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean... Like I said before, Toyota, I just like seeing Toyota going into EVs in general. I think yeah. they're a great car company. I think it's another one where we've talked about how the F-150 is so important to EVs because of the loyalty behind the F-150 line and pickup trucks in general. Toyota is one of those companies you just think of customer loyalty behind it. And I think they would be, especially globally, like they're mm -hmm. very popular in the US, but they're even more popular overseas. Yeah, and, they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I... I, you know, the more competition, the merrier. I want to see every car manufacturer attempt to make a good EV yeah. as soon as possible. As soon as possible. That's what, uh, so yeah, th this to me is like, I'm glad I'm hearing that Toyota, but 
I want you to do this faster. I want you yeah. to have an EV car out here. They have this like, uh, it's called the BZ4X. Um, it's like a crossover SUV because who isn't attempting to make a crossover SUV at this point? Um, but I just want them to go faster. I like their cars a lot. In fact, I mean, we wanted to talk about it on here. I'm at the point where my car is, it's at the end of its life. I think I need to get a new one by the end of the month. Been debating a lot of things. You probably would assume I'm going to get a Tesla because of how much we talk about it here, but I, I've decided not to. Already decided. I've already decided. I'm, I'm between a couple different cars. Okay. I have decided as much as I want an EV for many different reasons, I don't think right now is the right time to get one for me personally. Is that because you can't get any EV that's not a Tesla? Or is it because so, uh, no EV speaks to you enough? So here's, it's it's a whole mix of things. I just currently moved. Um, it is back to where I grew up. It is very out in kind of the middle of nowhere. Um, mm -hmm. I love it. I absolutely love living out there. I love Tesla. I really, really like the Model Y. It would probably be at the top of my price point for a car. But my biggest concerns with it right now are the two, I don't have a single Tesla service center within an hour from where I live. Mm -hmm. I see that being a big issue at some, it's one of those things where like, most of the time it's probably not an issue, but when it is, that just feels like an absolute nightmare. Mm -hmm. um, I worry about how long it takes for Teslas to be repaired. Um, if it's something that's, they do a great job with their loaner car program from what I've seen, but if it's something yeah. that's your fault, I'm assuming they're not covering a loaner car. Like if it, I get in an accident or anything like that, it, that's something that worries me. Yeah, it definitely depends on the situation, but yeah. I mean, and that's true with a lot of things, but. Uh, so repairability is something that worries me as well. Um, and then I think last but not least, uh, I mean, price is obviously high. I just bought a house. There's a lot of new bills that come with that. We're trying to start a family. There's going to be a lot of bills that come with that. Um, and so the insurance, from what I've seen, is quite a bit more expensive around here as well. Um, so hmm. just all of those things kind of adding up. I have a supercharger, one supercharger on my commute home from work, but I... To me, that's not even an issue. I think one thing I love about EVs is starting with, a, I've said this a million times, I wanna leave my house every day with a full tank of gas. That mm -hmm. is like amazing to me and I think is the most underrated thing about EVs possible. In terms of other EVs, I was looking forward to the F-150, which would have really been stretching it money-wise, but I am not confident with charging, to be com like completely honest. I'm super excited for the truck to come out. This last road trip, didn't help confidence <laughs> in it at all. I was all. gonna say, we just did a big experiment yeah. to figure that out. Um, yeah. I think that's a big issue. I I mean, like there would obviously be places I could take a Ford to instead, but also my car is at the point where I won't be able to wait as long for an F-150 anyways. And like- Yeah, that's that's gonna be delayed. I'm calling it now. I I'm just telling you. I'm gonna say I think it won't be delayed, but it doesn't help me either way. Yeah. I, I would put, I, I, I think it'll come out in June. This upcoming June? Yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but every single other EV has been delayed. Other than like variants of Model 3 and Model Y. It's been like every single one's been delayed. So yeah. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe Ford will be first. I, I don't know. Was Mach-E on time? I don't remember. Exactly. I don't think so, but I, hopefully I think, they, it'll be, I think they have too much riding on it for it to be delayed. I think it would be a huge blow to it if it were delayed. Um but yeah, so yeah, I'm most likely going to get, I think, a RAV4 yeah, so probably or an Outback or a Forester. I really like uh, like something with storage. I like something with all-wheel drive. 
I've been looking at a Tacoma also, but they're pretty pricey as well. Um, I do live out in the middle of nowhere now. A truck would be really nice, but I need something with at least some storage. It's a RAV4 Outback Forester. Yeah. It reminds me of what Doug DeMiro said. He was like, they're kind of all good. Like you yeah, can't really yeah, go wrong. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong. I, I appreciate Subaru and Toyota are supposed to last for a very long time. I mean, my Impreza has 180,000 miles on it right now. I'm still driving. I just know I'm like one day away from it breaking down on the side of the road and me yeah. not wanting to deal with it. I want to play like the devil's advocate and like try to convince you right now to get a Model Y. I don't know what how I would do I, it. I love the Model Y. I yeah. absolutely love the Model is Y. There a, is there a service a dealership, I guess, of like Subaru and Toyota, like near you, I guess. That yeah, I much closer. I could probably I could ride my bike to a Subaru dealership near yeah. me if I wanted to. Um, I have two Toyota dealerships within ten minutes of me. Uh, there's plenty. There's yeah. plenty of dealerships everywhere. I could probably hit seven Toyota dealerships on my way to a Tesla dealership. <laughs> there's so many. It's just a it's a tough spot right now. I think it's yeah. like actually one of those two just got hit by the hurricane in New Jersey also. So. They're going to yeah. be down for a little bit. So that's yeah, the, also really tough. The service center that I picked up my car from, mm -hmm. uh, we just had this Hurricane Ida come through. Shout out to climate change. Once, yeah, in, a, right. once in a generation Why storm. I freaking EV so bad, yeah. Our, our fourth one in 200 year storm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, shattered all the windows and the roof collapsed. So yep. now they're, they had to move all of their deliveries to a different service center and like get stuff out of there. And they shut that down for at least a couple of weeks. I don't know how long it takes to fix the, fix the roof, but yeah. that thing's, that thing's gone. The superchargers there still work. You can still Do plug really? in and charge. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that is, that is one down, but yeah, no, that's like one of the things I was, I was always thinking about when I recommend, when I recommend a specific EV, especially Tesla. Yeah. It's like you don't do nearly as much maintenance like you maybe go in every 10 20 30,000 miles however many you want to just to get a checkup or whatever um but the the car out here the the raven model s i did exactly zero appointments for it's on its original wheels and tires i i think i drove it about 30 30,000 miles never visited the service center once yeah. um but the one chance you do get an, an accident mm -hmm. or you do have like a, a, a nick in the bumper you just need something to, to go to the yeah. car and you need to go back to the Tesla service center, then that's the question of like, how close is it to me? What's the the loaner program like? What's the service like? And that's always uh, that's always a question. Yeah, mark. I mean, we just had Vin. Vin couldn't come in for like three weeks because somebody hit him, not his fault at all, and his car took three weeks to fix that. And it's yeah. just like, I can't not have a car for three weeks. That's or, or then I'm spending on a rental car. Like that's a ton of money. It's just, mm -hmm. it's hard to do all that. And it's a hard thing to just like, I don't know. I, I think some people are, I like I said, part of it is because of where I moved to made it much harder. I would kill for a Model Y. I'm kind of hoping that in the next five or six years, then maybe I'll just sell my car, whatever I That's wind what I up getting. Say. I was going to say, lease a car for two, three years. I'm not leasing. And then leasing is not something you could right. do with that much mileage for commuting to. It's just uh, way too much. I have to buy. I have to finance and and stuff like that. Get so something. leasing a Tesla doesn't work either. Get something for two, three years, and then when the F-150 comes out. Yeah. Maybe F-150 if they fix their charging's better. I hope so. <laughs> we'll I have see. high hopes for that F-150. I'm, trust me, I, I, I'm really, really rooting for Ford. I think I'm really rooting for Toyota. I would kill for a RAV4 EV. 
if it was literally just a RAV4 with an electric motor, that would be amazing. Yeah. But all right, I think I ranted enough on that. Yeah. All right, that. let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got to talk about Google's services and then maybe uh, one of Google's biggest services having some competition. Be right back. Great. Great, great segue. <laughs> Fox Creative. This is advertiser content brought to you by Visible. Okay, so Visible Wireless is one of my partners, and they're pretty great. Let me tell you why. They asked me to make a video explaining why Visible Wireless might not be for you. Pretty refreshing, right? So Visible's base plan with 5G, mobile hotspot, and unlimited data on Verizon's network for 25 bucks a month works great for lots of people, so what's not to love? Well, they are all digital, so you do everything from managing your plan to updating your eSIM or getting customer service right in their app. If you love to handle everything without ever needing to talk to a human in a store, then this works great. But if you need to shop for a new phone in person, then Visible probably isn't for you. Someone like Verizon would be a better choice. If you want your wireless bundled with a bunch of extra stuff, don't switch to Visible. But heads up, you're gonna have to pay for that stuff. But Visible is focused on the wireless part of wireless. So if you want more than 5G, mobile hotspot, and unlimited data from your wireless plan, and you're willing to stand online or sit on hold and pay top dollar for it, then by all means, don't switch to Visible. Don't even go to visible.com to learn more. You get it. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. Additional terms apply. Visit visible.com for additional information. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. All right. All right. Back from break. We argued a little bit <laughs> behind the scenes and we're doing a... We got a bet. Yeah. We got a bet. We're just wanna, we just want to know if Ford's going to hold up their promise. So we looked up on, on Ford's website. They're promising F-150 Lightning deliveries will start spring 2022. Yeah. So if I'm betting it's delayed, June 21st is the last day of spring 2022. Yeah. I'm betting first deliveries are after that. Okay. We're betting that they meet that. Yeah. And do we want to do just like, what is first deliveries? I... I don't want to count it if it's like one truck gets delivered or something like yeah. that. Do you have a metric or or will it just it's gentlemen's like it's I want to be able to find a customer who just makes a video of their truck on YouTube. Okay. Like we did with Plaid when they started trickling out. Yeah, like we'll know if they're like actually doing yeah. deliveries or yeah. not. Yeah, I think you'll we'll know. Be able to just, okay, and we have decided that the punishment is uh <laughs> we're saying a spoon, it doesn't have to be like a whole spoonful, but we're saying the bomb hot sauce. Yeah, we're loser. gonna buy the bomb hot sauce, mm -hmm. and uh, loser has to put it on all of his food for the next week. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> no, we're gonna have to eat it one time. Yeah, one time, one um, one teaspoon of it on right, the podcast, right in yeah. your mouth on the podcast. Yeah, sure. Oh sure. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. All right, I I'll think... buy the bomb. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. And you let me know what kind of hot sauce, what you put your hot sauce on, so I can get that for you too. Oh, you're gonna. We can put it on something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just cream. saying you're gonna lose, so you should ice tell me cream. what you wanted to okay. be on. <laughs> um, but yeah, vanilla ice cream with extra lactose. Perfect. Okay. But we also wanted to talk about Google for a little bit. Of course. Now there's a variety of Google stuff to talk about. We obviously uh, 
have seen a, a long history of Google messaging services <laughs> over the yes, years. We and have. so I saw this headline and we just added it to the Waveform Slack just because like we wanted to come back to this. But it is yet another Google messaging app. Yeah. Um, sort of. Yeah. What is it? So it's Gmail calls now. Yeah. So it's essentially like a Google Meet video call, but you can do it straight from the Gmail. I'm assuming in browser, they're doing like a Gmail redesign, right? Right. So it's a way to to make video calls basically from Gmail. So you can do it straight in the app, even though I believe it's using Google Meets as like the platform for it. So they're not like making a new platform, but in <laughs> Gmail, you can make the call straight in the Gmail app. So you're not switching out of things or like in an email thread. They're trying to be it's, like Outlook. Yeah, it's barely different from Google exactly. Hangouts already. But Wow. Just for a little fun here, we know there's been a million Google messaging apps. I mm -hmm. mean, it's like a joke. I want to see how many you can name. Now, there are about 15, I believe. 15. El 11 of them. So it's like they have SMS, they have email, and they have um, like video conferencing. They also have like a couple, they just called them collaborations with some other messaging things. Oh, I like won't be that upset if you don't get those, but I just want to see, let's... Uh, messaging inside of Google Slides, Google PowerPoint, uh, Google Sheets. Pretty much, yeah, Google Docs Chat is one of them, yeah. which is like, okay, I, but um, let's do, let's, uh, I'm going to, I have them in the document, but they're highlighted black right now. I'm worried right. if I highlight these, you'll see them, so let's just take okay, this sure. a little bit. Yeah. I want to see how many you so, can get. So active or or all ever, time? Ever, ever. No, because how many are active? Actually, all if time. you could even name if they're active, I can't. Because we I had like... no way of confirming that. Yeah. I was just thinking of like Google Buzz and Google Plus. Okay. Um, so I know we have Google Messenger on my phone. That's your SMS app. We have Google Hangouts also on my phone. Okay. I also have Google Duo and Google Allo. Okay. I'm not even sure if both of those still work. I think Duo still works. Allo, not so sure. Okay. Um, then we have... So... Google Meet is the video conferencing app, kind of like Zoom. Yep. It's already five. That's already, you should be done. But now there's this you're, new Well, you're missing the most popular one. Ch chat? Which is just think about like, it's what we just talked about. The, the new phone call thing in Gmail, like Gchat? No, it's just Gmail. Oh, Gmail. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, it's I a messaging. I know you know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, messaging app, sure. Mm -hmm. So Gmail, <laughs> that's already six. Uh, and you said Google Chat, right? Yeah, Google okay. Chat. So Hangouts and Google Chat and Gmail are all in the same window at the same time next to each other, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, Google Buzz and Google Plus were kind of, Google Plus was a social network. Google Buzz was kind of, what was Google Buzz? It was I don't even see Google network. Buzz in here from what I have. I think that so. was also a social network, so I won't count it. Yeah, but Google Plus is a little harder because Google Plus had certain things in it. Oh, God. Which is... Oh, it had messaging. You could message people in Google+. Plus. I have three different Google Plus apps oh listed God. here that are all different messaging things. Oh, so Do you, you can, remember any of them? I don't know what they're called, but in your profile, you could message someone in Google+. And it wasn't Gmail. It no. was inside of Google+. Google+, Plus messaging, I guess. There's um, also YouTube, by the way, which used to have a messaging fair, system. Fair, Yeah, that's not listed here. Oh, my so God. So I have Google+, Plus Huddle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. One's called Google Plus Hangouts, which I'm assuming just kind of turned into regular Hangouts or if Hangouts was already... Hangouts was already a thing. I This this Verge article I'm looking at has Hangouts and Google Plus Hangouts. Wow. 
Okay. And then I also have Google Plus Circles, which that is just the regular, like, kind of like a Facebook wall. That right? was the mechanism for talking to groups of people in certain okay. parts of your Google Plus network. Okay. So, like, a Facebook group more so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind something of. like that. Yeah. Um, wow. So, Google Docs chat. Good job on that one. That's, that yeah. was one I didn't think. Because we um, use that one. We do. It's over well, here on we the use side. The note system. Yeah. I guess we never use the chat too much. So, we said hug. there's something called Google Talk. Google, talk. Google Voice, they consider. Oh yeah, I have Google Voice. Google yep. Voice can be con- uh, SMS. You said Google Messages. I have Android Messages, but yeah, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Google Wave. Oh, Wave. I don't even remember. That's I've never also heard dead of that. and old. Yeah, that was a um, thing they tried. And then there's just also the original Google Chat, G Chat, pre Hangouts, turn in that's, Hangouts. I yeah, guess. exactly. That's wow. what I used to talk to everyone on Google. G Chat was the best when you were like at work because you had your email open. But you were still talking. So like in the corner. if your boss came in, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, he's just got his email up. He's definitely doing work. And then there's yeah. like three messages like lighting up in the bottom. <laughs> like, You're like, don't see that. Don't see that. But yeah. Classic. So that was no, fun. Yeah, you did really good. There's a, there's a lot. And I feel like I've used probably half of them. And it's like every time Google builds a new thing, it's like, is this going to be dead in a year? Or should yeah. I should I stop? You've uh, used half of them, but I bet in your head they're all scrambled into one messaging kinda. app pretty much, yeah. I mean, like I said, you open the Gmail window, and there's Gmail in front of you, but also you can have Google Voice open in the side, you can have G- Google Chat and their Hangouts in the yeah. bottom, and then you can have Google Meet pop up right in front mm-hmm. of you with an invite. It's everywhere. And was it Allo or Duo first? I think it was Allo first. Allo is the, is the text, and Duo is the videos. Oh, I thought Allo had video as well. Allo I was, I think, the <laughs> first have. I.O. I went to, and I remember being like, oh, my God. FaceTime for Android. <laughs> right, because every time they come up with one, you're or thinking like, this is going to be iMessage. iMessage. Yeah, yeah you're like, this is going to be the the universal messaging app. The, the, universal myth, messaging. the myth of the universal messaging app. You always think they're going to do it, mm-hmm. and they get halfway there, and then it dies. Um, the closest I think they ever really got to that was they, they pushed Hangouts for a little bit, and Hangouts was an app you could use to text people over the internet and make video calls and make voice calls. And it was yeah. like you could use Hangouts for everything on your phone, but not everybody used the Hangouts app on their phone. People on their iPhones didn't install Hangouts, so it was like it never really got there. This was always my thing with doing that is, to me, like I was talking to people in Gchat and like Hangouts, and but it was so much different than how I was talking to people in text messages. So I never liked having them in the same oh. list of things because the Gchat or Hangouts was, oh, people were always talking in it because there were groups of like 10, oh. 15 people yeah. where my text message to me was people like specifically trying to get in contact with me yeah. or my wife or my mom or my sister or something like that. And it, I don't know. I never liked them all together. I still have my separate messages app, like text messages, which I know... A lot of people outside the U.S. is like not really a yeah. big thing. Yeah, it's, it's I've used WhatsApp a lot more because I've been working with people in, in Europe and they all just use WhatsApp and it's easy. But yeah, it's it's kind of just like in the U.S. people just use iMessage. Like they just use their text messages, messaging yeah. app to talk to other people, which is kind of why it's so crazy that they've made so many. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Google services, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's a pretty big service. You kind of, when you think about YouTube and then the sheer numbers that YouTube does, yeah, kind of feels unbeatable, right? It's For the sure. second biggest oh, search yeah. engine in the world, mm-hmm. next to Google, who owns them, so yeah. they're very plugged into each other. Billions of hours of video are watched and uploaded every month. It's just this crazy, massive, self-feeding, unbeatable video machine. Huge catalog, incredible search engine. But there's one key thing that they're just getting beat on, 
as of right now, which is in watch time on mobile phones, TikTok- Android phones. On Android mobile phones, TikTok just overtook YouTube in average watch time, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. And uh, can we pull up the the exact details on that? Because is that like session launch time? I kind of- uh, is it what? Session watch time or, it is, or monthly? It is, it is monthly. So okay. I, I can explain it a little better to kind of get an idea here. Um, so it is on Android's phones, although I bet you the between Android and iPhone probably is almost exactly the same. I don't think anyone on Android is using one or the other more or less often. I think people just in general are using YouTube and TikTok how out. they're supposed to use. It doesn't matter what sure. phone you're on. Um, but that does have a difference. TikTok is like 99% mobile. YouTube is like 70% mobile. So yeah. there is a little difference here. But so average watch time over one month right now in the US, YouTube, uh, pe- the average user on YouTube watches approximately 22 hours of content per month. And that has been like completely steady. So this, the graphs they showed were from December 2019 to June 2021. Mm-hmm. And it started at 22 hours and it ended at 22 hours in that graph. It fluctuated a little down to 21 up to like 24, but it pretty much is at 22. TikTok, December 2019 was at 16 watch hours per month and rose all the way up to 24 watch hours per month. So they have just been, I mean, we know TikTok's going crazy. So the average has risen up from 16 to 24. Yeah watch hours per month Mm -hmm. so many fascinating things about that just i'm i'm such a big numbers person and stats always are like the thing that i like digging into so number one how many hours of tiktok do you think you watch every month and when i think about tiktok Uh, it's really easy to get lost and just sit there mindlessly scrolling and then it's been half an hour and you just didn't do anything for half an hour and i wonder how much that adds up youtube actually used to it might still show you in the app Mm -hmm. how many hours you've watched and I know for a fact I watch more YouTube than TikTok. I know I watch more YouTube also. But the number of of TikToks that I've watched per month has definitely averaged higher and oh, higher yeah. over the last couple of years. I mean, like, if you're counting months. individual TikToks, I watch more TikTok single TikTok videos than YouTube videos for sure. That's the other number yeah. I'm so curious about is like TikToks are three minutes long tops. Yeah, Most yeah. of them are a couple seconds long. Mm-hmm. How many different things did you just consume exactly. versus the YouTube videos? Like YouTube videos are, I mean, the ones we make are 10, 12, 15 minutes long. I'd say an average long. has to be at, I mean like eight at least for the majority of YouTube videos. Yeah. And not um, everybody watches the whole video from front to back, but I'm just thinking the amount of stuff is way higher on TikTok. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's kind of by design. It's like the short attention span gets that instant gratification cycle yeah over and over, lots of small hits of dopamine instead of one big one, <laughs> yeah. basically. Um, but then the last one is, uh, if the the way I just think about this stat, the average watch hours have gone from 16 to 24. That means that there are a lot of people who are watching more than 24 yeah, hours that's of TikTok every month. Mm-hmm. There is only 30 days in a month. There's people probably watching 30 hours a month. That's an hour of TikToks every day. That's so many TikToks. It's a lot. If they're 30 seconds each, that, that's an insane amount of TikToks. Yeah. Of different things that you're watching. Like, you gotta be spending so much time in that app. And this is, at the end of the day, the thing that I know YouTube's after. We always, you know, if you talk to other creators, they're always talking about the algorithm and the mysteries behind it and the sort of opacity of knowing what YouTube's trying to do on the platform. But the one thing I feel like I always know is they're always trying to get people to spend more time on the yep. site. 
The more time you spend on YouTube, the more ads you watch, the more you consume, the more money they make. So generally, no matter what they're doing, you can assume they want you to spend more time on YouTube.com. Yeah. And that is something that they are losing I mean, YouTube to. has to look at this and think like, okay, they're, they're, TikTok's figuring it out. Why yeah. don't we figure it out? And we have videos that are longer and have a better chance at keeping you on that long. Right. So we, we have YouTube shorts now. Which is like they've, <laughs> and it's this is a real thing. Like they they clearly made it as a response yes, to TikTok, and they've sure. built the carousel, and they have their algorithms, and you can spend time scrolling thirty second videos just like TikTok. You can do that now on YouTube, but the fact that TikTok is just that, and its algorithm has gotten so good that people spend time in that app and not YouTube Shorts, and they stay there for thirty hours in a month says so much to me about how good TikTok's algorithm is and how massive that site has become. Um, the funny part is, as a creator at the end of the day, the, the content strategist inside me is like, that doesn't make me want to become a TikToker. Like I see a lot of people in, on Twitter just being like, oh, so Marquez, you're gonna pivot to TikTok now, huh? You're gonna have to <laughs> chase those views on TikTok. It's like, no, uh, most people who are blowing up on TikTok, which is happening to a lot of people, end up migrating to YouTube anyway. The money making because the, in other spots. All yeah. of the other systems are in place on YouTube. It's mm -hmm. the most stable, it's the most monetizable, sure. it's the most valuable. Um, you don't see TikTokers making a sub stack or anything. It's uh, Yeah, very, or if they do, they went to YouTube first. So, <laughs> if, and you, you also hardly see it, I mean, you see it the other way around, like people on YouTube going, oh wow, okay, TikTok's blowing up, we should make more short form stuff. Mm -hmm. We should make YouTube shorts, we should make TikToks. And you go over there, but you don't see them leaving YouTube behind no, to no, jump to TikTok. It's to get more publicity. It's to bring, to people, bring back people back to YouTube. Back, yeah. So that's what I see in all these numbers. It's just like this yeah. trend is crazy. I mean, I think, like you said, the algorithm on TikTok is insanely good. It's just like, it is so impressive to me watching things that I don't think I've ever like thought about, like changed my, uh, like, habits on using TikTok to make it think that I would like that more. And then it's just sending me stuff that I find more and more entertaining yeah. every time. It is like at the point where I almost feel like TikTok is like an AI company and they just have like 100% the absolute best no, 100%. algorithm for stuff like That's that. That's what and it is. It's crazy. Um, I was talking to someone recently about uh, TikTok and they're like, Marquez, do you, do you watch TikToks at all? I was like, yeah, I, you know, I watch TikToks. And they're like, I tried. And then it was like one day of like teenagers dancing and I couldn't take it anymore the start and I left. Of it. I was like, if you get past the one day of like the most generic TikToks of all time, it will learn you so fast. Yeah. Like you get you pass the one day, you make a new account and it's like, it learns from everything. Everything you skip, everything you pause to watch the whole thing, yep. everything you watch twice, yeah, everything yeah. you like, comment on, engage with, everything you do is instructing that algorithm on how can we make you stay here longer. And that learns you so fast. It's gonna it's gonna pull and things from all over the site. It fluctuates like so often, and it's yeah. it's like it's following it. I don't even know if I like the things anymore. TikTok's telling me to start liking these things. It's, like it's just at a point where yeah. yeah, it constantly keeps you in. I think my main TikTok use is I lay down in bed and I want to watch like ten minutes, and I watch more and more all the time. And mm -hmm. it's just like sometimes it's really hard to put down. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I I usually want to like aggressively put down the phone once I get, watch a good one. That's because what I, I, know, I always say, one more good one. Yeah. One more good one. Gotta end then, on yeah. a good one. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's hard. There's there's a lot of good ones out there. Now, another interesting number I'm seeing in this article, this is a Verge article, we'll link in the show notes. 
Uh, YouTube has 2 billion monthly active users. Oh yeah, YouTube's still bigger. Still bigger, a lot. but that's why it's so interesting. TikTok has 700 million compared to that 2 billion, but those 700 million are spending a higher average amount of time. Yeah. So the total number of hours will be less for TikTok, but the average per user is now higher. Yeah. So as TikTok continues to grow, it will probably approach YouTube in that total number. I don't know when it'll approach YouTube. I don't have the context. I wish I had like the chronological number of totals. But yeah, average per user is, is pretty impressive. Now they'll they'll be focusing on like, you know, Instagram has got to be looking at this. Like we made reels. Why are people not spending 30 hours a month scrolling through reels? Yeah, Instagram is definitely a closer competitor. I still, you were just talking about YouTube shorts and I don't think I've ever heard a single person or seen a single person looking through YouTube shorts. I only ever see them when they're just in my subscription box as someone I follow posted mm. one. I still hate that that yeah. is like part of the same ecosystem together. It's um, weirdly mixed in, yeah. No, I've scrolled through I've scrolled through Instagram Reels mindlessly for a little bit. They're not as, uh, they seem like they're kind of siloed. Like it seems like I mostly get car Reels, tech Reels, and uh, that's kind of it, I guess. I get all rock climbing ones. And it seems like they're very specific, yeah. where like TikTok's more willing to like plug you into more things for yeah. fun, because it's only 12 seconds. Like if you don't like it, the next one will be another rock climbing mm -hmm. one. Like we'll, we'll just try other stuff on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And when it finds more of those things, then it's able to feed you more and more, because hey, we've got a whole new library of all of these mm -hmm. like <laughs> truck TikToks this that is, you might like. It's just, it's just out there. I need, now Spotify has this, and I think it's pretty good, but it, when you make a playlist in Spotify and you reach the end of the playlist, it starts just playing songs it thinks would be good in the playlist. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's terrible. If it had, that's like one place where I'd love to see TikTok's algorithm of like, oh, it, it saw me. I don't know if Spotify knows if I like skip it, if I don't want to hear it again, because it suggested the same stuff before. But like, yeah. I would love to see that incorporated into Spotify because there are times where I'm just like, Hmm. I really like these two songs. I want more songs like it. And I just want it to auto-create a playlist around that. And then yeah. know if I skip the song, I don't want to listen to it again. Or... It's interesting. I it's There's way less touch points. Basically, I'd be curious to see how well the TikTok algorithm could translate to other mediums. Yeah. In, in Spotify, all you can really do is skip this song or You can like it, but like most it. people are listening to it in a car and you're doing like steering wheel controls. So there's no yeah. like button on my steering wheel for... Yeah, maybe you scrub back and listen to the song again or something like mm -hmm. that. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of engagement. It's not like you're following the artist once you hear a song. Yeah. It's not like you're, you know, you're watching a whole... It's, it's tough to like translate the TikTok way uh, into Spotify. I mm -hmm. imagine it would look something like here's a country song, here's an opera song, here's a, yeah. a random other rap song, and you just kind of like get plugged into a bunch of stuff and it might not immediately relate, but once it finds what you like, yeah. then it gives you a bunch. It kind of does the like discover weeklies, which sometimes are yeah. pretty solid, but most of that is just mashing together songs it already knows I listen to. Like, yeah. the disc like you said, TikTok does this great thing of like, here's something you like, I'm gonna try and throw a curveball out here and see if they like it. And mm -hmm. then if they do, I'm gonna throw more like, discovering music I think is kind of harder these days because no one listens to the radio anymore. You're not yeah. forced to listen to music because there's nothing else to listen to. So like Spotify having that would be yeah. really cool, I think. Yeah. You know, TikTok, TikTok is just an algorithm company. It's crazy. It's great. <laughs> it's and so people weird. feed the algorithm. The other weird funny thing is I never search on TikTok. TikTok uh, YouTube is still the place to go when you're searching for a thing. Uh -huh. And that always made me think about the difference. I kind of want to talk to someone at YouTube or TikTok about this. 
of like, you know how when you hear about um, YouTube was responsible for like radicalizing this person because it fed them all these things. Yeah. It's like on YouTube, it, it can kind of get there where like you can have your homepage be filled up with a bunch of things on one topic. But yeah, it's not like tried a, hard to right. They've yeah. tried to avoid that, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you have to you, you have to search for stuff to watch, and you have to choose what yeah, to click true. on in a selection. That's mm-hmm. what YouTube is, and on TikTok, it's just feeding you things yeah. one after the other, and that's it's such a different like experience. Those torture devices yeah. where they hold your eyes open and you're just like looking. <laughs> that's at what's screen. happening, yeah. and it's just it's that's what just made me think. Like as a creator, I'm still creating for the person choosing what to watch. Yeah, which involves some search sometimes. It involves like seeing a title and a thumbnail and clicking it among a stream of other videos about the same thing. Like all of that is one part of content strategy that we think a lot about. And TikTok doesn't matter at all. You just have to hook them in the first two seconds of the video itself yeah. and that's all that matters. And that's uh, it's fascinating to me. We it, should make TikToks. It's a really good point you bring up though that is like kind of the danger of all of this is just like, getting stuck into an echo chamber super easily. And like, while that's all good for you, you start missing the other side of the aisle and whether you agree with it or not, always having that context is is really important. So if you do get the chance, try and see outside there. But if you're just mindlessly scrolling TikTok while you're staying up way too late and then you're exhausted the next morning, it's probably not too big of a concern. I just think it's, it would be so much easier to blame TikTok for like swaying my opinion about something than YouTube. Cause I just got fed a bunch of yeah, things true. versus like I went to YouTube and searched and then started clicking stuff. Cool. But I start blaming TikTok on everything. Yeah, TikTok is responsible. They're also dangerously close to the government, but hey, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about, you, you got a hot take, right? Is that what we're doing? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. All right. We're back. I kind of, we have a segment where we do hot takes and I kind of developed a hot take I haven't actually really explored with myself that much because I wanted to explore it in front of you. But it all stems from a hypothetical question Mm -hmm. that will never happen. So it kind of makes no sense to be a hot take. But I wanted to ask you guys the question and then we'll get into mine. All right, so we've seen a bunch of smartphone companies stop making smartphones like HTC and LG. But if right now you could snap your fingers and a company had to stop making smartphones completely, who would you eliminate? And there's you don't get to say, like, I don't want to eliminate any companies. We all agree that as many companies is the best possible thing to have, just for competition-wise. Sure. That's why this is hypothetical. This is never going to happen. But, okay. like, is there a reason why you would kill off any company or or just maybe personal reason? That, that would be the real spicy take. Hmm. If I had to snap my fingers and get rid of a smartphone company, yeah, yeah it's uh, it would probably it would clearly be one that I don't use because okay. that's I've like used, the, that's one path to take for sure. Yeah, like I use right now, I'm I'm daily driving the S21 Ultra, so it would not be Samsung. You've had that for a long time. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, it's uh, starting to get some scratches. Is it safe uh, to say off topic here? 
Yeah. The the S series is generally the phone you hold on to the longest, and part of that is because of its release date being so far ahead of no this no just so it's, it's typically the OnePlus for the last probably true, the last three true. years. Okay. It's been uh, OnePlus's higher end Pro model. Uh, this one happened to be. Yes, earlier in the year mm-hmm. and has great cameras and a, a, a better screen, frankly, than the OnePlus. And uh, I've just enjoyed the overall experience better than previous yeah, Samsung. I'm not used to seeing you with a phone for that long. This is You've yeah. had this for a very long time. Yeah. So uh, I went back from the flip to that. Um, but I got to get rid of a whole company, though. So I can't get rid of one phone. So it's not Apple. It's not Samsung. It's not OnePlus. I, I keep Motorola around. I like what they're doing with the budget stuff. I would keep I kind of want to bring back HTC, to be honest. I want to um, bring back HTC really <laughs> bad, honestly. Um, but then there's there's the whole world of like, I don't use an Alcatel phone. I don't have any reason oh, to get man. rid of an okay, Alcatel. This is not a hot take. Like, well, I, don't, I guess I had, yeah, yeah. It would be so. like, I'd snap my fingers and you'd be like, Alcatel is now gone. And I'd be like, okay, <laughs> great. I don't really mind. Like, I didn't have any strong opinions on any of their phones. Um, if I had to do a hot take one, um... What if you had to do one that's popular in the U.S.? One of the most popular ones? Had to get rid like, of one? Let's like think about it. it's probably at a carrier store somewhere in the U.S. Okay. Because I don't want you to just snap away one that literally affects your life. Right. At let's all. make it a hot let's, take is what yeah, you're saying. Let's yeah, make yeah, it a let's, hot take. Or closer to a warm take. Wait, can I ask a question? Yeah. Yeah. Does it have to be the whole company is gone? No, no, no. Just the smartphone. Just the smartphone division. Yeah, they yeah, stop okay. making phones. You know what's funny? Because I'm thinking like, Snap your fingers, Apple stop make, stops making phones, mm-hmm. right? That just means, like, Samsung is now the number one. Like, Xiaomi starts feasting over in Asia because there's no Apple, and they're just going to expand and take over the world because they can dominate every market now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Apple has to find a way to dominate without making phones. And that would just be so fascinating to watch because so many of their services and their accessories and their ecosystem is based around the market penetration that the iPhone has done for them over the past decade. Mm-hmm. And it would be wild to see them not make a new iPhone and try to keep that up. Yeah. So, I mean, to interrupt here, because it just feels perfect, my take would be Apple. I would want to, I think the biggest reason we're not seeing a like quote unquote iMessage for Android is because none of them will ever be able to include iMessage. Mm-hmm. And then if we take iMessage, like, Apple is a company that holds so much stock in the whole smartphone ecosystem because of stuff like iMessage mm-hmm. that a lot of companies just aren't even really trying because they know they won't be able to get that part of it. So maybe that could stem a chance that the rest of the companies all working on Android come together and can actually make something that makes a little more sense towards that because otherwise iMessage will never be part of it. Right. <laughs> That's a, it's like a spiteful move. Like it's iMessage will spite. now be gone. I mean, yeah. still, you could still use iMessage on the Mac and on the yeah, iPad. I, like I, you could probably, there's a million things you could argue. I mean, like I, I obviously don't want Apple gone, but I think that could be interesting. I don't think they innovate quite as much anymore. I think phones? They, they perfect things. And yeah. they're clearly their phones are, as much as I don't use one, I understand. I think iPhones are generally better than the phones that I use. I just personally don't enjoy them as much. They would probably shrink the iPad mini down to be the size <laughs> of the S21 Ultra. <laughs> and you could use iMessage on that. And there's a cellular one and you're set. Oh man. Uh, they definitely get around that. That'd be funny. No, oh, that's a... I just assume like, I guess in this world when that company, they just never thought of doing smartphones even though it's oh. still in their tech. Like oh, they're not doing smartphones like, at all. I thought it would be like, today, you, no more phones. Yeah, no more phones and uh, I mean like, 
but they're not gonna they don't get to then make something that's kind of a smartphone and oh, takes okay. over they don't get to compete in the atmosphere at all yeah i see yeah. so uh, yeah and then if you think about it like that then maybe iphones max would start incorporating android based things to create still into an atmosphere uh, an ecosystem because how good is the apple ecosystem without an iphone android b- would be a monopoly it would in that world yeah, there's some Android fans is, that would love that world. Which is interesting. Which I wouldn't like. There's it's, a bad, There's going to be a good and bad side to all of these yeah. answers. For yeah, sure. yeah. It's just weird thinking about an open source monopoly. That's funny. Yeah, oh. yeah right. Weird. Did you have a Did you have a hot take or what was the second half of this? One? Or you, do you want to eliminate you a smartphone? Eliminate, I'll eliminate a smartphone. Yeah. Um, I kind of had a similar approach as Andrew in that I would get rid of Samsung mm-hmm. because they dominate every price point pretty much. Mm. So getting rid of all of those phones will open up a lot of niches in the smartphone ecosystem for more competition. And could let other places flourish in like a different price point. Because like I think Motorola would flourish completely if Samsung didn't have also budget ones because they're great at budget phones. LG, HTC, maybe they'd still be around if there were no Samsung. A52s. Yeah. Yeah. We also wouldn't have anything folding. Also true. Samsung we wouldn't have anything. Yeah, that's, that's what Adam wants. That doesn't yeah, he? He that's doesn't fair. think they work. So. It wouldn't have anything good folding. I'll say that we would no, have yeah, the flex pie. The flex and... pie, and we'd have like the remnants of like the what was the LG one? The the velvet. Well, that, that was yeah that flippy the, case thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, we wouldn't you, have. What a about fold. the surface? We wouldn't have a, we. That would be the best. Actually, uh, that would be the. Uh, the biggest U.S. company that you could nix the smartphone part of it and Microsoft? not really suffer yeah. consequences. Microsoft, from. you can stop now. Yeah. <laughs> they make smartphones? Yeah, they, <laughs> they make smartphone. They make smartphone. Um, no, Windows Phone had a little thing for a while, but that's true, true. that's no longer out there. That that would be that would be pretty interesting. I don't really have any hot takes. I was I was pretty pretty content with the week we just got the apple announcement so by the time you see this it'll be in a couple days we're expecting iphone 13 maybe an iphone 13 pro and an iphone 13 mini and an iphone 13 max but also there's now apple watch rumors floating around Mm -hmm. have you seen the rumors of the squared up design Yeah, we've talked about a potential design like that and i wanted to ask adam about this because the the apple watch has had the same shape now this is Series 7, right? It's had the same shape yes, now since okay. the beginning, basically. It's gotten a little bit bigger, a little bit less bezel. But now there's some rumors of a pretty squared-up Apple Watch design. And at first, I was like, that. it looks like I prefer the squared-up design generally in most tech. But then when I see it on a watch, it looks more like a computer on the wrist. And I think that would actually do worse for it. Really? But the I wonder like flat how, edges? Yeah. It like, feels more squared-up to me. Yeah, it, no, it would be oh. more squared up. Okay, yeah, and I yeah. think squaring it up that much would make it feel less like a smooth piece okay, of your yeah, life. It's more of a computer on the wrist thing. But how does how does our our resident yeah, watch connoisseur yeah. feel about a squared up Apple Watch? I hate it. Okay, I thought you said you liked it on <laughs> Twitter. No, I like the way it looks. Okay, but I hate oh. square watches in general. Okay, okay, that's yeah. exactly how I feel. Okay. I don't like it as a watch. But I think it looks better than mm-hmm. that Apple Watch now. Yeah, exactly. If that makes sense. Like if I were so to like own it more an than Apple this. Watch. Because I don't I don't think that looks like a watch. So it looks like a cooler version of what that is. But to me, I still think a watch feels circular. And like that's, the that's Apple probably watch, a terrible way to think. Why why should they all be circle? Here's a hot take. Oh yeah. I mean it's it's already fact that the Apple Watch is the most popular watch on yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah. Not denying. So that. other watches don't look like a watch, right? 
the Apple Watch is the most Whoa. popular watch. All I, those other circle watches are just the other watches, right? <laughs> oh, that's a hot. Is that stat. a hot that's take? Work. I don't that's think pretty that works. Hot. Anything. I think that's pretty hot. It's like I one of those stats that sounds really good, and then you realize the Earth isn't flat. <laughs> it's like you know, most people, especially when you think of like young people who are buying their first watch, or I'm one of those people. My yeah, first yeah. watch was an mm -hmm. Apple Watch. Um, I, I I see this, and this is how watches look to me. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are in that boat. Now, a lot of older people than me are not in that boat. We, we talked to Mr. Wonderful on the podcast. He is not in that boat. He no. thinks an Apple Watch is a joke. Yeah. So, it, you know, I think that's what makes it a hot take. But, yeah, the most popular watch on Earth is this shape right now. The most popular watch m model is that shape, right? Or is the, like, is that comparing to, like, if Casio, like, Casio has ton of different type right, like, right, watch right, models, okay. right? So like right. Casio might still make more watches than Yes, Apple there are Air. more round watches than Apple yes, watches. Yeah, yeah. But the most popular individual watch is an Apple watch. Is an Apple watch. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's just a I think it goes more thing. back to like what the first one was. Like the original watch design was circular. Right, the first watches. Uh. So like when you tell time in something that's not circular, that's is that still a watch? Now it's just a clock. That's yeah, it's a else. squirkle now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's is that what the definition, what is the definition of a watch? Well, I guess if you just have a clock on your wrist. On your wrist, yeah. yeah. It's something that tells time on your wrist. I mean, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you on the original take on that because I feel like the original, uh, like, cell phones were big and chunky. Then they went to flip. Then they went to what we have now. Now they're going back to flip. I think Are at some point we switched cell from phone? cell phone to smartphone, smartphone, and I think that reset the paradigm. Oh, so then this goes back into Adam hating flips again. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it all comes back it to folding phones. Yeah. No, that's like if, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just a generational thing, literally. Like no, no, I think it will be. I think, um, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the younger generation, like, probably is very used to a square watch. Yeah. I just... I see a I circular like watch. Maybe this is going to date me, but I see a circular watch and I think, oh, it looks kind of old school. Even if it's a brand new watch. Yeah. And if it looks circular and analog, that's one of the old school watches. Here's my thing also. I only wear watches at this point as like um, like when I'm dressing up, trying to dress nicer, generally with a suit or something like that. To sure. me, it's like a, an accessory that I don't care about the time, mm -hmm. but like a circular watch just looks nice with like a suit or something like it that. Does. I generally dislike wearing watches. I wonder how how much you could dress up a square Apple Watch. I like think there's a, nice leather bands and everything like that. That's a, at this point that's the only thing you can do is mm -hmm. like get a nice band. A good like watch a face that's a little less a little like, less yeah, comical. Yeah, yeah, I don't you know if um a suit with like your current yeah. heart rate and I'm so triggered by this is, conversation. I have I about I, 13 I, colors on my watch right now looking like a like a Crayola watch right now. I just now. can't <laughs> picture like James Bond with an Apple Watch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, he'd he'd have like one of the simpler. He'd have a watch face. Let me find a James Bond watch face. Oh, I don't have any nice ones right now. It's a Nike one. <laughs> it's just comic sans. Imagine James Bond with this watch face on. <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't pull it off. No, I'm with you. I feel like I understand both sides of this. Uh, I think I get it. yeah, yeah. This watch thing. Yeah, well, that's a debate for another day. We'll see what comes out, but we're expecting possibly a new watch in this event alongside the new iPhones. I think yep. that's kind of all we're expecting. It's like the classic September so. event. Isn't there usually like a November event also? There's probably, yeah, one more coming where we'll maybe MacBooks. see a Mac. Maybe we'll see a laptop. Maybe one of the things I've been 
curious about is when they're going to do. Well, <laughs> the car thing is. That's uh, my next car. I'm waiting for the Apple the car. The Apple actually. car is definitely delayed. No, uh, is the is the Apple Silicon Mac the tower? Okay. So we have Mac Pros here at the studio. They're very useful. And every time we get a new one, we keep thinking, should we have just waited? Like, when's the next, when's the Apple Silicon Mac going to come out? And is that going to be something we wish we waited for? Um, we don't really know. All we, all I really know is Apple said two-year transition, and we're a year and a half in. Oh. And I think... When did the Mac Pro first... The Mac Pro got announced in the summer, but released in the winter, right? Right. And then okay. we got uh, the last Intel iMac refresh, which was actually after they announced a two-year transition. Um, but I think it was WWDC okay. that we got the announcement. I might be wrong about the date, but essentially it was like, yes, this is going to take about two years and we're going to start with these laptops. M1 MacBook, okay. M1 MacBook Pro, Mac Mini, iMac came out. And I think the end of that two-year window is closing in. Yeah. And the one thing they haven't done, let's say they haven't done an iMac Pro. They haven't done the refreshed oh. higher-end MacBook Pros yet. And they haven't done the Mac Tower. I would like to see an I, iMac Pro new design and see what they do with it. Yeah. We basically haven't seen the higher end Black stuff. Black bezel. Yeah. No, I'd be, I'd be very curious. Black bezel would be nice. Black bezel would sure. be nice. Um, I think that's probably about it. I think we're that's good. That's all we got. We've, we've talked our way into uh, hot takes about watches, and we've obviously talked our face off about EVs. It's the second but, half of the podcast. That's what yeah. H3H3 always says that, like, if you're in the second half of the podcast, you, yeah. you don't know what's coming at that point. So. Yeah. So shout out to all the cars driving by and all the noises. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We appreciate you tuning in. Definitely subscribe to the Waveform YouTube channel if you haven't already. That's where these come out in video form. But that's about it. Until yeah. the next one. Catch you guys later. Peace. Waveform is produced by Adam Molino. We are partnered with Vox Media, and our intro-outro music was created by Vane Sill. Thanks to Visible for supporting this episode. Visible offers a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data on Verizon's network for 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. But Visible isn't for everyone. For starters, you manage your plan, chat to customer service, and update your eSIM all in their app, and they don't bundle their plans with extras that cost you extra money. So if you want more than 5G, a hotspot, and unlimited data from your wireless plan, and you're willing to stand in line or sit on hold to pay top dollar, you won't want to go to Visible.com to learn more. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com.